welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome, Louise. I hope you're well. Thank you for joining me. Perhaps you can start off with just uh, introducing yourself and tell us what you do. Hi, yes. Thank you for having me on. Um, My name's Louise James and I am a business mindset coach. So I help women who want to run away from their business get laser focused and take action that feels easy so that they can run with their business again. Cool. And not just a mindset coach, what are you going to confess as to what you were before then? Yes, for 20 years or nearly 20 years, I also was a dog groomer and dog grooming business owner. Cool. And what happened? <laughs> I wanted to run away from it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, 20 years of dog grooming, how did you find all that? How did you find the changes over the years? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of changes, isn't there? When when I first started dog grooming, we didn't have social media. Um, just started off putting an ad in the yellow pages, and that was my marketing. Um, just wait for the phone to ring, which it did ring at the time there wasn't as many dog groomers as there are now um and I just got on with it really just that's quite an interesting point actually because you said there's no there was no social media so did you feel lonely you know has social media helped or has it hindered uh the profession on a as a business owner has it helped or hindered the profession I think both because I've always felt very lonely um, Mm. within the business, although I come from a business background. My parents had had um, three clothes shops um, and I grew up in a business environment and I used to go to them for advice, but they didn't understand my business. Although they were business people, they didn't understand my business. So I felt very lonely until I met you, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's only quite recently though isn't it really yeah like, it is it's a couple of years or not even that but uh, yeah um I I just didn't have anybody to bounce ideas off I just sort of went along and did what I thought was right and um just hoped for the best really I didn't have people behind me with any helping me with any kind of structure hmm. whether I was you know, nobody. No, although my parents were supportive, and if I was struggling, they would try their best to be supportive. But sometimes they were they weren't supportive in the right way, yeah. and because they didn't understand. So um, yeah, it, it was hard. I I would say the first probably fifteen years was really hard. And did you mentally? Yeah. And did you like reach out to, you know, with, with the advent of social media, that loads of Facebook groups have sprung up to, to help dog groomers, be it with, um, you know, pictures, training, uh, general advice. Did you sort of sit in those groups? Did you use those groups? Did you ask things? To be honest, it was only lockdown that I started getting involved in lots of groups and stuff because I had time, because I did have a successful, busy business. Mm. I didn't really have time to look in other groups and stuff and I didn't really get involved in that. So it was only when I found myself with a bit more time that I started getting involved and then you get overwhelmed because there's so much out there. Um, 
there's so many different groups and you know you do get the help from these groups you get lots of advice but it can be quite overwhelming there's so much advice you don't really know which direction to go in so I found that quite difficult as well yeah so I suppose uh, one of the reasons why we're here and and maybe I should have mentioned it at the beginning but one of the reasons why we're here is because we're going to discuss the phrase charge your worth yes (laughs) and this this phrase um comes up a hell of a lot in these Mm. Facebook groups doesn't it yeah and that's the reason why I said to you what I did the other day about I hate that phrase because I although I had a really successful busy business my prices weren't where they needed to be they they were far far too low from what they needed to be and I used to see that phrase all the time once I got into those Facebook groups everybody would say charge your worth charge your worth and I would think but I'm not worth that much yeah. I, I I couldn't get that price for a, for a Shih Tzu because I'm not worth that much or well, my my grooming isn't worth that much yeah. so when you say charge your worth my worth to me was lower than what people were telling me my prices should be yeah and so, this whole um this whole conversation sparked off wasn't it because you you're um, you retrained as a mindset coach or a life coach, and you helped me with my business program, um, providing some mindset work with with the um, people that use the program. Yeah, and uh, I think you did some work around this on a on a Wednesday session that you do, isn't that right? Yes, yeah. We this comes up a lot in our sessions. Yeah, um, about <laughs> prices seem to come up most weeks actually, mm-hmm. um, and we do um, we do have conversations about it and some little exercises that we do around it and stuff to understand your value and understand your worth and self-esteem um yeah so it all comes into it really if, if you're really feeling low about yourself then you're not gonna have the confidence to to put those prices out there to your customers and that shines through so I've had a couple of um sessions with people where they tell me what they say to the client when they know they've got to put their prices up so they just push through it and they do it mm-hmm. but I can tell by the way they're delivering it they're giving off the vibe to the client to the you know the dog grooming client that they don't believe in it themselves yeah so that means the dog grooming client isn't going to believe in their prices either so unless you fully believe in your own worth and your own prices you're not going to deliver that to the dog grooming client with authenticity and um authority authority, that's the word yeah exactly as soon as that client gets that sees that little chink in your armor it may be that you just bow your head when you give the price out or um you go red or flushed when you give the price out or something like that they see that little chink in their armor and straight away they're like oh that's got up and you know it maybe puts their back up a little bit so um, you've been helping clients to sort of get past this and start helping them to to not only as the pro the program helps people to put their prices up and gives ideas and suggestions and help and and the reasons why they should be putting their prices up, but you're actually there to to go behind the scenes and help them on a mindset way to put their prices up. And you came to me following the Wednesday session and said, oh, "I hope you don't mind, <clears throat> but we've been talking about um, charging your worth and how I really." dislike that phrase and I was like so do I and that's something that I teach on my um on my business startup course you know it's one thing that we talk about 
is when pricing, when we go into these Facebook groups and ask how much for how much do I charge, how do I set my prices, and then you get this big sort of uh, onslaught of well, just charge your worth, you know, charge, mm. <laughs> and it's like ah, oh, how do we do that? Mm. So um, between us, you know, we've both done coaching courses around mindset. So I wanted to do this episode to perhaps go against the grain. You know, yeah. and yeah, I've put the I've put the post into my group, and a few people have said, "Oh, that's what I say." Um, yeah. And some people have been like, oh, "You know, it's a difficult topic, isn't it?" And sometimes we need to go against the grain, and we need to put our heads above the parapet and sort of express what we're thinking to mm. try and help other people think about it in a different way. Exactly, and I think that people that um, use that phrase, "charge your worth." and they use it with conviction is because they do feel worth that price. Mm. But we all come from different experiences in life. So if you come from an experience of life where you've been told that you're not worth anything, whether that's in, you know, from your parents, from um, uh, personal relationships, Mm. and you're constantly told you're not good enough, then it takes a hell of a lot of work to feel worth something so there's so much in the background going on behind this phrase that that's that's what that's what get got gets my heckles up <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't have that upbringing or those experiences in life you know it's hard to understand why somebody wouldn't charge their worth but coming from the other an- angle if you don't feel worth anything then you're what you're going to charge yourself you're going to charge a pound you know it's it's this so there's two completely opposite ends of the spectrum with it i believe and i actually think you know if you said to if i said to you or you said to me um right louise um we're gonna go to um groom fest and they're gonna they're gonna charge entry into your seminar and you're gonna sit stand up and you're gonna speak for an hour how much are your tickets you know it's it's charge your worth louise charge your worth yeah because yeah because i i struggle with my worth then for me that would be a a huge thing for me to try and get over and you know for me it's still a work in progress i might be a mindset coach and you know i have been doing this on and off for seven years but i still have to work on my own worth because i have had that through my upbringing my life yeah it's a, such a difficult question to answer isn't it if mm. um i mean i've got mentors that charge a hell of a lot of money for public speaking uh, but if someone asks me about like how much would you charge to do a, a public speaking gig i'd be like just take all the red smarties out it's fine give me a money. you know I, I really find it hard to put a number on because i just think you know well one i just love talking to people and helping people um, so I'm like, oh, I'll just do it for free, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy talking to people, but then that's not charging my worth because you could come away from one of my seminars and implement some bits and bobs that I've been talking about and go away and start making more money for your business. So, yeah. you know, that's worth something. That's worth it? something, exactly, yeah. Exactly. How much? That, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think that's that's the thing when we when we are looking at our worth in monetary terms, we have to remember what is what we've done to get to that point, all the training that we've done, all the hours of YouTube videos we've watched, 
um you know experiences. books we've read sorry the experiences that we've got yeah exactly the mistakes that we've made and how we've had to rectify those mistakes that all comes into charging your worth and i don't think people fully understand that until that's pointed out to them so all they can see is i'm not worth this price no that's it and you know if if i gave you a um a uh, someone that's just finished their dog grooming qualification and you worked with them for a week in a dog grooming salon mm. 20 years of experience of practical dog grooming customer service um you know mindset work around pricing and confidence and fear and everything like that that is so valuable and mm. you i could guarantee that that person would come out such a better um business owner and such a better pet groomer for it mm. but you know exactly. it's putting that money financial price on it isn't it that's worth exactly. thousands of pounds possibly worth more than the than the actual course they've taken and that's why i have a business coach because <laughs> <laughs> every coach needs a coach because that's i have these conversations with my business coach yeah because i still struggle with my with my worth so i would be giving it all away for free <laughs> Exactly. So let's let's dive down into um, and I, I said in the in the Facebook post that there comes a trigger warning and um, the trigger warning is all about we're, we're going to sort of dive into why you might be not why you might not be feeling worthy, you know, and this is some tough, some tough stuff to, to discover, isn't it? Because we're, we're talking about um, feelings, feelings that might be buried feelings that we might have had over the years um you know so let's go into sort of some of the reasons why um you might not feel that you're worth loads of money or, or why you're not charging as much money as you perhaps should be for your for your services so we've both made a list of uh you know reasons why um we think people don't charge their worth i'll start off with um money mindset because i quite like that quite like that um that phrase I quite like looking at that mm -hmm. and um I would encourage you to go back over the podcast and dig out the podcast with Fanny Snaid um she's a money coach and she deals with money mindset but you know there's a lot of learning around that before the age of seven sort of zero to seven you are a sponge and you uh everything that's um said in front of you by your parents family friends whatever you're soaking it up but you don't actually have any sort of context around it you can't actually um put any sort of explanation around it you're just soaking it up so maybe um some of this and you've got to dig into this goes back to when you're a very young child and people are dealing with money around you can you relate definitely. to that yeah definitely absolutely um it's funny, isn't it? Because everybody's got different experiences. See, I, I watched my parents being successful and their businesses brought in a lot of cash. I was used to seeing loads of cash. So mm. I've done money mindset courses myself. I don't value physical cash because I was used to seeing it throughout the whole of my upbringing, just wads of cash that my mum and dad used to earn from their business, cash it up, take it to the bank. So it doesn't really have value for me and I've done quite a lot of techniques around that you know my mindset coach helped me sort of zone in on that and we did some work around it so yeah it's understanding um the value of money what that means to you mm. I think that's a very big thing how how has your life been around money like some people grow up without any money so money is scarce so 
um, and some people like me, you know, just have sort of no value around money. It's, it's yeah. just a bit of paper. No respect for money. Yeah, no respect for money. Yeah, exactly. So I do value money. <laughs> <laughs> I do value money, but it's it's a funny one. Yeah, it is yeah. a funny one. And some people might feel uncomfortable having lots of money around them mm. because uh, they might feel guilty. They they may have grown up in a in a household where they were told that like money's bad and mm. you're greedy and you can't have loads and loads of money and it's not right. Or um, they might have grown up in a household where it's sort of boom and bust. So money comes in and then it gets spent straight away sort of thing. Mm. So it's very, um, you've got to really dive down deep into like your mindset and, and, and your upbringing and how you've been handling money how, how money's been talked about within your family and in your friends and in your relationship, um, because that's what you're going to be dealing with when you're charging for your for your pet rooms. So, mm. you know, if money's always been a um, point of embarrassment, maybe for your for you and your family, then how's it going to feel when you get to the handing the dog over and you're just about to ask that client for fifty two pounds? When when it's always been a, a topic of oh we don't talk we don't talk about money in this in this house you know mm. money's a bad bad word or money's like um, money's a dirty word maybe that can also come up or oh it's very greedy like fifty two pounds that's a lot of money that is mm. you know so if you have that poor mindset poor money mindset who no fault of your own because it's come from your upbringing then mm. how are you going to go out to your client and ask for that 52 pounds for that groom mm, exactly. and there might be some people listening to this going okay now 52 pounds how do I charge that for a groom yeah exactly yeah can you relate to that at all with any sort of whilst you've been when you're running your your pet grooming business yeah definitely um I always, something my coach says to me is to get out of people's purses because you just don't know what, what people have got. So I always assume that people can't afford it. Mm. And I think that comes from me being a single parent and money has always been difficult as an adult for me, although it was easy. I thought it was easy for my parents. It wasn't. They worked really hard for it, but... You know, it was there and it was available a lot, whereas I've struggled to pay for the things as a single parent. So when I then ask for more money for my dog grooms, I just automatically go back into that, but they might not be able to afford it. Yeah. So it's my mindset around what they can and can't afford, but... Now I understand that everybody's different and everybody's had different experiences. And then you get them, you, you put, <laughs> the funny one is when you put your prices up, so say you put it up to 52 and they say, oh, okay then. And then they give you the rest for a tip and they t- give you 55. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, oh, perhaps I should have put it up more. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea. And you're really surprised that actually they've given you a t- tip on top. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that can be sometimes an indication when people turn around and say, bloody hell, I did this groom and I had this really big tip. That might actually be the customer saying to you, you're worth it. Worth, you're worth more than what you're charging. Yeah. You know, yeah. listen to the signs. You've, you've got customers like queuing out your door. You've got the phones ringing. You've got people giving you big tips. That could be actual like a, a buying signal, a sign that 
they think that you're actually doing a better job and you're you're worth more than what you're actually charging. Mm, exactly um, that. Because the customer might actually be feeling guilty about mm. what they're paying for you for the services that you're bringing to them. Mm. So that's my my first one. What's uh, what's next on your list? Um, so if you're not confident in the price that you want to charge, then obviously that is going to come across to your client. Mm. So when you're delivering that price, um, if you haven't worked on your worth, then that is going to show through. Yeah. So it's it's about understanding why you don't feel that worth and finding out about where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's about a shifting sort of the negative thoughts around your own mindset, I suppose. What what sort of things do people say when when they they come to you? They come to us. And they want to put their prices up. Um, what sort of things do you get from back feedback from them? When we say like put your prices up, and they're like, oh, but they won't pay that. They won't pay that. I think that's the biggest one. They won't pay that. So how do you know they won't pay that? That's it. That's it. It's it's confidence. It's limiting beliefs, isn't it? It's it's a it's a limiting belief which is stopping them from charging their worth mm. because they just don't believe that um, they they don't believe that people are going to pay their prices. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's our own mindset. I, I, I do a little exercise with with some of my clients, and it is about finding the evidence for those beliefs. Mm. So, you know, why do you think that they wouldn't charge? Why, why do you think they wouldn't pay those prices and obviously come up with all those reasons of why they won't charge it? And then you flip that on its head and come up with the reasons why they could charge, why they would pay for it. So that's a good little exercise to do. And that really does, I can see the mind the mindset changing in them when they do that exercise. That's it. Um, so what would you say if someone said to you, um, they're not going to pay it. <laughs> I'm going to put my price up by 15%. I don't want to do it because I just don't think they'll pay it. How would you, how, how would you get them over that? I would say what's the worst that can happen if you try it. Yeah. So if if you if you've never tried it, how are you not how are you going to know whether they're going to pay it? What would happen if they did pay it? How would that make you feel? Yeah, I I spoke to one groomer this morning, and she um, went out. She went out and charged sixty pounds for a teeth clean, and um, she said it took her an hour to send the deposit link through because she's just so stunned that the customer said yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, because if you don't try it, you'll never know. No, if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm. But we obviously need to get people over um, the lack of confidence, the limiting beliefs, uh, low self-esteem to actually go out there and start asking for for more money from their clients, don't we? Mm. But it's also about not trying it once, having a, a no, and then saying, okay, no, this doesn't work, because that's just one no. And every no gets you closer to a yes. Oh, go on. Tell us a bit more about that. How many no's would you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I can't put a number on it because it's about learning from each time you ask. Yeah. So if you ask and you, they say no straight away, 
it might be worth reevaluating what you've based that price on mm-hmm. and say, you know, have I gone too mad? You know, and the same goes for if it's the other way as well. If you haven't put it up enough and then you've got everybody saying yes, then you're obviously too cheap. Yeah. So it's finding the information around why they're saying yes and no when you test it. That's it. And, you know, if I'd gone out there and I've, I've gone out there and I've pitched my program, my business program to people and um, say so the first couple of people said no, uh, what do I do? Just pack my bags, go back no, to the police? No. <laughs> you know? I, no. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's all about finding... Test it again, test it again, test it again. It's about being happy with the word no as well, isn't no. it? And, yeah. And not having the fear around that word no. So um, a good example, again, uh, a client of ours um, has just done or is just doing a cat grooming course and she's gone out there advertising her cat grooming um, to get appointments in ready. And the first two people she spoke to said no, Mm. you know, and that was probably quite deflating for her because Mm. she's like got this brand new skill that she wants to but with the the support that she has from the program and the mindset and the, the, the the knowledge around um, the word no now, she's carried on going out there. And actually, I she she wrote in our group yesterday that she got a yes, and I think she got a higher price as well. Mm. She got a yes for a cat groom at seventy five pounds. So you know, being said, having the word no when you give your prices is not a problem whatsoever. No. It's, it's not a problem. I think you should just look at it as a learning, the same as when we make mistakes. Mistakes aren't there to stop us from carrying on. They're there to learn from. So yeah. every no, I look at it as in the same way. So why did they say no? What is it about what I'm offering? You know, and, and just adjust it a little bit. Yeah, if I come away from a, um, a call with someone and they're like, you know, thanks for your information, thanks for your help, it's not for me right now. Go away and think about how I dealt with that call. Was there anything I could do differently? Is there any any way I could have um, phrased the explained the program better? You know, it does come down to to me giving that value over to the client. So, and also, it's not always about the price because you don't know what their situation is, the client situation. You know, it might just be too expensive for them. That doesn't mean to say that it's not worth that value. No. It's just because that particular person can't afford that particular price. But there's plenty of other people that will be able to afford it. That's it. You just keep going and keep mm. going and keep trying to find the, the person that will um, pay what you want for your services. So um, charging your worth and the pet grooming industry, um, do you think that people don't feel the industry is respected as much oh. as it could be? Definitely. I don't think people understand exactly what's involved with dog grooming. Um, they, because it's not regulated, it's mm. not seen as a skill. I think a lot of people just think it's easy. Although we do have, well, I said we I haven't got the business anymore, but we did have people saying things like, oh, you know, especially from lockdown, oh, I've tried to do it at home. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? (laughs) And then they realise your value. They realise actually you are worth those price increases. (laughs) That's it. So maybe, again, it comes back down to us as um, pet professionals. Educate and show people 
you know, why why you you're worthy of every penny that you're charging and more. Mm. I did used to have one of those signs in the salon. Um, I can't remember all of them where it does when when I go to the hairdressers, I don't poo on the table and I don't I don't slobber all over my hairdresser. And <laughs> that, this is why we charge the prices we do. But obviously, that's a bit of a joke. But I think a lot of people did used to read that and think, mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is true. They do put up with a lot. <laughs> so it could be um, that some some pet groomers just don't feel that they're taken seriously enough to then go out and command the prices that they might want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, again, makes it very difficult when you're getting the feedback, asking about prices and people just saying, we'll just go out and charge it. Because, mm. you know, we, we can all say, put your prices up until the cows come home. But unless you've got that confidence, you're not going to be doing mm. it, are you? And that's why that's where the mindset stuff comes in, isn't it? Because that's where we need to um, work on why we don't feel worth that. And that is uncomfortable. That's an uncomfortable thing to, to have to go through. But if you don't work out your journey around money and around worth, then you're never going to be confident in putting your prices up. And, it's, you know, how how is that going to affect your business in the future? Yeah. You know, and some people come to us and they say, well, I've only just started business. You know, I've only, I've only just been qualified. I've only, you know, I can't charge what the, the salons or the, the 15 year person um, can charge because I've only just come out of grooming school. Well, I don't think that's right. No. You know, I, if you gave me a cockapoo, I'm not a pet groomer. If I, if you gave me a cockapoo, I can't do that. You know, mm. you already, because you've come out of grooming school, already you've got skills and knowledge that I haven't got. So when you have customers bringing their pets to you, they're doing that because you've got the skills and knowledge, you've got the expertise and the learning and the training to be able to sort that customer's problem out. Mm, exactly that, yeah. So straight away you're worth um, more money. Straight away they want to pay you to solve their problems. Straight away they want you to trim that dog's nails because the nails are too long. Mm. They're asking you, aren't they? They're asking you to do that. Mm, exactly. And like you say, it goes back to educating them, doesn't it? Mm. You know, if they can't, clip the dog's nails because they're scared of making them bleed why are they come into a professional why are they not prepared to pay a professional a, a, a decent amount of money when we can do it without making them bleed yeah that's it so you need to go out there and you are just as worthy as the, the dog groomer down the road okay you might not be able to fit in as many um dogs in a day because you you have just come out of training school and you're you're finding your feet you're you're learning still <coughs> but you can still charge money for your services more money probably than what you think you can because people are coming to you as a trained expert in what you're doing mm, exactly cool so um another thing that um, might be stopping you from charging your worth and it gets banded around quite a lot and again I ask you to to go back probably all the way through to episode one of this podcast and listen to um, the talk by Tara Halliday on imposter syndrome. Uh, imposter syndrome is the secret fear of um, that you're a fraud uh, and the fear of being found out. So again, this probably happens to a lot of people that are coming out of um, grooming school or setting up their businesses. They feel that they're not good enough. They feel that they're not worthy enough, but they're going out there 
and uh, they're worried that they're going to get found out. So I'm not going to go too much into that because Tara is the uh, industry expert on that. So again, go all the way back to um, episode number one and listen to Tara all about imposter syndrome. So we've obviously um, discussed why we don't like the term charge your worth and um, some of the reasons why we don't like that. But that's not really good enough, is it? We need to give people um, something to do, some kind of action to take, uh, something to help themselves um, so that we can start bringing the industry up and making sure that people are um, getting more money for their services. So, you know, what kind of things can you suggest that people can do? So journaling is quite a good one to do. If you journal about your relationship around your worth, um, start thinking about from a good way to do it is to break it down into five year um, segments. So what's your experience around worth? Naught to five five to 10, 10 to 15, all the way up to the age that you are and just bullet point. It doesn't have to be a massive story, but if you just bullet point your memories around your self-worth throughout the whole of your life, and then you can sort of just look at the bits that stand out and work on journaling around why you feel those things around your self-worth and around money. I mean, also, it could, it might not just be around money, actually. It could be around um, school experiences, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. It could have been yeah. bullying at school. Um, you know, that, that came up to just then. I was just thinking about that. And it's like, it's, it's really, it's not strange. You know, it's proven that things that happened to us in the past can affect us now, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so things like being bullied at school, um, poor money mindset from when you're growing up. Um, that can all feed in, even though that even though you're 15 years into a business, you might still have that person's voice in the back of your head going, you know, calling you names and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's good to do that in five year segments, because it brings up quite a lot of stuff. I've done it myself. Mm-hmm. And there was stuff that I just didn't even I hadn't even remembered until I started doing that exercise. That I, things that I'd just forgotten. And I was like, ah, oh, that's why I feel like that about this. So it's it's a nice, easy exercise to start off with, I think. And how do you move forward from that? So you, you highlight that something's gone, gone on. How do you move forward? So then, I mean, that's where you, you have to make that decision whether you want to investigate this more. What, what do you want from this exercise do you want to just acknowledge that that's the way you are or do you want to really work around reframing it so it's finding the flip side of why you feel those things Mm. and finding the evidence around that of of why you thought that then and the evidence to prove it wrong now yeah I mean you're you're you might be a business owner that's really successful who gives a damn what they, they thought you mm. know, when you're 15 years old? Mm. You know, that person, who knows where they're do, what they're doing at the moment. The main thing is is, is what you're doing now, isn't it? Mm. And it's very easy to, to be in a habit of saying these negative things to yourself that you've heard your whole life. Mm-hmm. And it is a habit, and habits can be broken. So if you retrain your your 
brain to form new habits, more empowering habits, to tell yourself why you're worth it. And if you've come up with the evidence to why you are worth it, then you're being authentic to yourself. I'm, you know, I'm not for a minute saying make things up. They've got to be true to your life and who you are. But once you find the evidence to prove that you are worth something, then you can start working on that mm. to put that into your business and find where it will help you progress your business. Yeah, and something that could help you with that is affirmations, couldn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, having like five affirmations that you have written down all about your worth and how worthy you are of like uh, the money that you have, the money that you take, how worthy you are of your family, you know, the way you live, the, the, the positives you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And it is literally, like you said, it's retraining your brain by saying these affirmations every day, mm. every yeah. day. Have you got any suggestions of any affirmations that you might use? So I think they're best when they're personal to you. I mean, um, I like to have a reason why. So you find a lot of in books and um, on YouTube and things, they'll say, I am worthy. I am good enough. I am pretty. I am clever. You know, you have all these, but there's no why around it. There's no reasoning behind that. They, it just becomes a bit mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just saying the words and they become meaningless. So I always like to put a reason why. So yeah, I am worthy because such and such. Yeah. You know, I am worth it because such and such. I am pretty because such and <gasps> such. I am clever. Yeah, I, you know, you could, it could be that I, pro, I provide a great service for my clients because they constantly come back and use me. Exactly, so yeah. I, I provide, um, you know, I'm worthy of the money that I ask for my clients because I give great care to animals in my, in, in my salon. Um, it's joining that evidence that you found. So with the exercise of the five-year segments and the journaling, you can find your evidence and then you can use that in the affirmations. Yeah. You know, I am worthy of my business because I am paying for my family to to live. You know, it can be as simple as that, isn't it? If you're, mm. if you're a business owner and you've got children or you've got family that you're paying for, you're reliant on your income that celebrates it. You're generating that income, aren't you? You're doing really well because you're generating that income for your family. So, again, it's finding that why, isn't it? Mm. Finding that why. So, um, for me, there's some quick wins around um, putting your prices up. And, you know, you can do this whilst exploring your worth and whilst exploring the, um, you know, diving deep into the mindset stuff. But sometimes we just need to get out there and we need to start charging higher prices um, so that we can create some space in our business to start working on our business um, so that we can create a bit more uh, money in our business bank account to give us a better mindset as well. It does kind of so, sometimes lead on. So <clears throat> one thing that we teach on our programs and any courses that I do is like get into your goals, get into your goals, get into your vision, because you need to have some goals to be able to motivate you. Um, putting prices up is really difficult, isn't it? Um you know, whenever we say put your prices up, everyone starts to get that sick feeling in the in the pit of their stomach because that's where your value is kind of like, that's where you're feeling your value, I suppose, maybe. And I definitely had a 
I can remember um, before me and me and Emma, my wife, got onto a mentorship program, thinking there must be a ceiling in dog grooming price-wise. There must be limiting belief, isn't it? Mm. You know, how do we? How we're the most expensive anyway? We're charging VAT. How do we put our prices up even more? You know, um, and you get that sick feeling. But you've got to have your goals. You've got to have your vision boards. You've got to go and sort this stuff out because. This is what's going to drive you on whilst you're sorting out your mindset. And it's going to drive you to um, dig deep and just go out there and put your prices up and speak to your customers and tell them that they're going up. Do you not think? Yeah, I, I think it's very much about educating your customers, like you say, just to, you know, put on to the end of what you just said. If you feel like they're not understanding or if you're just going to say the prices have gone up, it might be worth doing a video on Facebook about why they've gone up. If you don't want to talk to every single customer, because that, that's quite draining, mm. you know, it might be worth putting a video up about not why they've gone up, but the benefits of dog grooming. And then people can see what's actually involved. You know, you could break it down into little segments on Facebook of what's involved in bathing. And I mean, I think because we all know what a dog comes in like when they've been bathed at home, there's bits, dirty bits that have been missed. And, you know, people don't bath their dog properly at home, so they don't understand how we bath them. Oh. You know, it's it's we bath them thoroughly and we bath them in a certain way and we use, you know, special shampoos and conditioners and they they don't know all that. So if you could do like little segments of, of videos of different areas of grooming it would educate your clients yeah. and then they might start to if you consistently do things like that then they might start to understand the value of dog grooming that's it and how you can charge more money for yourself mm. so when you do get to the price increase they accept it more because yeah. they're now understanding that they're watching your facebook or instagram or whatever you use and they go, oh, yeah. And it doesn't even come into their head that you're charging too much because they do understand how much is involved in it. No, completely agree. And um, again, drilling into your goals, and I look, I'm looking above my camera because I'm seeing my vision board. My vision board's in front of my computer. But um, to help me get through those difficult times that we have as business owners, and business isn't easy, and it's not meant to be easy, otherwise we'd all be doing it. Um, everyone would be doing it, wouldn't they? But Sometimes we have clients on the program who struggle with putting price increases through or when they're talking to the phone, struggling to, to communicate that, that higher price to their customers. And it's sometimes it's as simple as putting a picture of your family next to your phone. You know, that is your, we were talking about your why earlier, you know, digging deep into your why. Why are you in business? You're in business to generate an income for you and your family. Well, then stick a picture of your kids or your, your nearest and dearest next to your phone, next to your computer, so that it spurs you on and, and helps you move forwards with your pricing and your business. Mm -hmm. um, another thing um, can be confidence as well, can't it? So, you know, it's different ways to have confidence. You can put your suit of armor on and fake it till you make it, you know, which is a quick way of doing it. But competence leads to confidence. So the more you practice talking to uh, clients about increasing prices or testing new prices with new customers um, that increases your confidence around talking about money and talking about higher prices so um, it may be that uh, <clears throat> you know you're sitting 
sitting on the toilet. I don't know. And uh, you just say, uh, yeah, the price for a cockapoo is £52, please. You know, and you just practice it, practice it and practice it. Oh, cocker spaniels, yeah, we do those for £48. Mm. You know, Newfoundlands, yeah, they're, they're from £120, Newfoundlands. So, you know, you practice it, you practice saying the price, the new prices or the prices that you wish to charge, and you practice it so that when you actually come to speak to the client over the phone or in person and give that um, price over the out to the to the new client, that price rolls off your tongue and there's no gaps, there's no uh, there's no shaking in your voice, there's no like um um you just give that price confidently and then you shut up. And it, that's going back to habit forming, isn't it? You're just creating a new habit rather than the old price being the habit word, you're creating the new price as a habit word. Yeah. And because competence leads to confidence, so practice, you know, when people say yes to that, you get a nice little fuzzy feeling inside. You're like you're you, you're in shock and awe for an hour, like that dog groomer that charged sixty pounds for teeth cleaning, and you like reflect on it and like, yes, I've done it. I've put my prices up, you know, and it wasn't painful. And um, the fear was a lot worse than actually doing it. And they're they're the customer's happy and they're paying that price. They they hand the money over. You're retraining your brain. You're retraining your your body, and you're re challenging your worth aren't you you're Mm. you're challenging what you're worth I'd like to put a little challenge out there to the people that like taking on challenges (laughs) you're a challenge challenge kind of person challenge yourself to get as many no's as you can before you get a yes How, how many no's do you want to get before you get a yes to your new prices yeah and how much do they put their prices up by well that that's you know up to them. I don't know how much they can put their prices up, but it's it's about accepting the no, going back yeah. to accepting the no, and the challenge is to get as many no's as you can before you get a yes. Yeah, and build that courage muscle. I mean that's a that's a whole new uh, that's a whole podcast on its own, isn't it? I know. Except accepting <laughs> no, you know that's a whole that's a whole new mindset game because there's a loads of like mindset stuff behind being said being told no but maybe that's a another episode but yes challenge challenge yourself put your price up i mean robin on the product and pricing masterclass yesterday challenged everyone to put their prices up by 50 percent i'm not sure how you will go ahead and do that but everyone said (laughs) imagine people's anxiety going through the roof right now (laughs) everyone at the end of the masterclass um said they were definitely going to go out there and put their prices up you know and sometimes it's just as much easier to say so like listen to someone people like me and you just saying it's okay for people to say no to you Mm. it's not a problem Mm. you don't need all those clients you don't need everyone you just need the ones that are going to pay the prices that you ask Mm. okay so um all we ask is that you reflect on your money mindset reflect on the reasons why you might not be charging as much money as you want to if you need help with that then come to speak to Louise. Louise runs her own coaching um, services and can help you through that. If you want help with a holistic approach to business, so um, pricing, mindset, um, social media, and, and uh, branding, then um, come and talk to me about my program. But the help is out there now. We're here to help you and we're here to make you sort of progress on your business. So uh, maybe Louise, you can just tell the listeners how to get hold of you. 
So you can get hold of me on Facebook, which is Louise James Business Mindset Coach, or you can email me on louise at louisejamescoaching.com. Um, I'm hopefully we'll be doing a few more of these chats, Louise, because you know I find the mindset thing really interesting, and having a great mindset leads on to having a really great business as well. So thanks a lot. Enjoy your afternoon. And you. Stay cool. (laughs) And you. We'll speak to you soon. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.